again just can't wait to be on the pot again the life i love is doing podcasts with my friends i can't wait to get on the pot again yeehaw yeehaw that was great thank you so that much that was just a really sweet one it was sweet yeah because our guest is so sweet and oh yeah why um why did i sing that one uh i don't know why you sang that one because our guest today is comedian will foskey he uh, just recently went to the Stanley Cup. Does it have to do with that? No, it's a name thing. It's very easy. Oh, I don't know who sings that song. The same guy who sings your favorite song, My Grandma is My Sister Wife. Oh, it's a... Uh, um, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> this is embarrassing. Willie Nelson. There we go. Yeah. You did it. Oh, and the, our guest's name is Will. Correct. Okay, uh, they're both yeah. William, I'm pretty sure. That's a really good connection. Yeah. Wow. What a riddle. There's context clues. It's not just, I'm not just pulling them out my butt, dude. Yeah, sometimes they have like a more deep meaning than like, hey, they have the same first name. Right, kind of. topical or name. There's yeah. something there. You didn't want to do like a hockey song or album release Hey, name song. a hockey song. Um, honky, you could have done Honky Tonk. Ice Ice Baby. Ice Ice Baby would have been great. There's options. Something okay. about a cup. Uh, a cup. Good. My cup runneth over. We is talk that a song. It is, yeah. We yeah, um, we talk we that. talk about the Stanley Cup, which is what protected your delicates when you used to play baseball. Boom, <laughs> nice. That's <laughs> true. Good joke. Yep. Uh, yeah, I got hit in the cup one time playing baseball. Did you? Yeah, I was not good at getting out of the way when balls when the pitcher was going to hit me. The pitcher uh, hit you in the. Yeah, I was batting. And I was usually it's like your left leg is facing him. I, ju- I know, but I just well, I, I think my cup was too big. Do you have a you have a hip wiener? Yeah. Well, I just kind of like instead of like turning like you're supposed to, I just kind of like took a little hop back oh. and it just caught me right in the cup. Got it. And everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, are you okay?" And I really was fine, but I kind of had to play it up to be like, "Ah, oh. it hurt so bad." Yeah. Uh, one time I was leading off a second, but not by much, and the pitcher <laughs> threw back to second. I wasn't wearing a cup. Nice. I forgot or just didn't. Nice. And so I just. I didn't dive back. I just stretched extra hard, like half split. Yeah. And then just bullseye, baby. I fall on my face, <laughs> get tagged out, and then I peed blood for a couple of days. Oh, man. What and a- then I had to take inventory and be like, am I going to make the majors? No, I'm good on baseball. And just stopped. That was, you really quit pretty soon after that? That was the last season, for after sure. After you peed blood? Yeah, this is probably it. That made me remember, we had a coach one time. This is actually a huge problem, probably. He would do a cup check on all the players. Where he would take, he would like hold a baseball bat by the the fat end, and then take the handle and just like tap everybody right in their cup to be like check and make sure they were wearing it. Yeah, okay, well, yep. I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be hand. So no, no, no. We with, with the bat, so it just makes a little. You can also use your words. Yeah, you could just say, "Hey, do you have that on?" And then, but kids lie, or, you know. But you could say like knock. You could knock yourself. I think that's what we ended up doing. You just to give it a little knock, knock. Because that, if if your body part makes that sound, ooh, go to see a doctor. 
Yeah. yeah that's be a guy. Or a scientist. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We should study this. I know. Um, <laughs> we have a lot to get to. We both had exciting weeks. What have you been up to? Oh, I've had a lot going on. Uh, my air conditioning went out, which is extra funny because yeah. we talked about how much I sweat on <laughs> the last one a lot. Yeah. Um, yep. AC went out. If you had an enemy, that would be a good tactic for them. Huge. Because that's devastating. Oh, cut off a leg. Take it. Yeah. Don't need it. Yeah. You're going to make me sleep hit, in 86 hit, degree Hit me in my condos. cup with a pickoff move. I'd rather have that. Than, 100%. Yeah. You stayed here though. That was sweet. I did stay here. Thank you very Slumber much party. for housing me. Mm-hmm. Uh, believe it or not, we are sort of friends when we're not doing this. Yeah. I mean, if we weren't podcast hosts, I would never have let you stay here. You're, it's true. Yeah. It, it was, was more of a like... For well, the pod. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was bad. And <laughs> so it took a couple of days to get someone out to see it mm-hmm. because it was so hot in Atlanta for a couple of weeks. So everyone yeah. was having problems. Um, the HVAC techs and companies were just underwater. So finally, um, these people are like, all right, he's going to come between 12 and 4. Love that. You know, it's so yeah. hot. So I go across the street to a coffee shop. So you got to be in your house for four hours. So I go, I'm a, I'm a block away. Yeah, so okay. they send that text. I, hey, track our technician. He's on his way. Uh-huh. It's happening. Uh, it's taking him 45 minutes because he's, he's coming from Gwinnett County, which is far away from downtown Atlanta. Yep. I track him down. I meet him at the gate and he turns on my road from Ponce. If you're in Atlanta, mm-hmm. I live like a couple blocks away from Ponce. He turns and then I get another text from Georgia Power saying a tree has fallen on the power lines power is out on your entire block (laughs) and i'm not kidding i had about 30 seconds in my head where i'm like oh no i will never get ac again so the guy pulls up i couldn't even open my gate and he's like i can't do anything you couldn't even open the gate he can't no and it took me a couple days to get him there and i was like what do you want to come look at it and just just see yeah and he's like no there's nothing i could do so he leaves. I almost cried. Didn't. Yeah. Tough guy. Good job. Yeah. You're sweating so much, it would have been hard for anyone to tell. <laughs> That's true. I was out of water. My body was like, we're tapping out. We're all used up. Uh, he goes, checks on someone else's house, and he's like, I'll, I'll call you after. He lives far away, too. Yeah. He's like, if it powers on, I'll come swing back by. If not, we can do it in like a couple days. I was like, I'm going to freak out. So I go to Manuel's Tavern. Right across this the street. A bar. Yeah. Um, cause the coffee shop anybody wants to know exactly where Aaron lives, I'm, that's my neighborhood. You can't, you don't know exactly. That's my neighborhood. Okay. okay? Uh, I am a manual staff. If they went trick or treating based on this information, they would find your that's house. That's probably true. Um, yeah. So I get a text after an hour and a half that the power has come back on. He calls me 30 seconds later. Mm. I mean, a praise Allah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's he, what I was going to say. Yep. He so he called me and came back, fixed it. All right, he went up to the roof, which is the whole thing, and he goes, "All right, so it's either going to be like a few hundred dollar fix or eight thousand dollars to replace the whole thing. You got to rent a crane, yeah, because it's an old building, whole big crane. People in the nineteen twenties had grits for brains to get the stuff off the roof to get like to put it on the roof. Oh, to get there's no other system. Yes." Whoa. So I'd have to replace the whole thing. Um, so a crane rental is pr- the most expensive part. I think so. Well, not the most expensive. It's a, it's a good like five or six grand to replace a thing and then rent a crane on top of it. Not fun. You can rent a crane for like $1,000. Maybe. Hmm. I don't think it's the one we see down here that's like a pretty good 300 prank. feet tall. <laughs> you just move someone's that's car. That's what I'm picturing. I'm like, man, if no. we could get a Those could move your car at county over. Yeah. If we could get a, <laughs> a, a, a what I'm losing my train of thought. 
what is it called? A crane a prank? A crane, yeah. I keep trying to say crank. A crank. It's a, that's a crane prank. It's a crank. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so did you get a crane? So the next morning he came in, he was like, all right, you're going to need to get it fixed, like replaced. Yeah. And I was like, can you do a Band-Aid? He's like, you can do a Band-Aid. It, it's either going to leak out in a week or in a year. I was like, well, do that. I need yeah. time to emotionally prepare. And gonna... I slept in your basement and it was a good time. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and other what than that, saga. Uh, I know it was a saga. And other than that, got to see old Vine legend Curtis Connor. Yeah. He's uh, a big YouTuber now. He was in town. So I haven't seen him in a couple of years, but he had us out to a show. It was at the Cobb Energy Center, sold it out. It was a big venue. Uh, him and two other little Canadian YouTube legends. And, uh, showed him karaoke. He had a great night. Check out Curtis's stuff. Showed him, showed him Dark Horse. Showed him Dark Horse. Nice. We went to Dark Horse this week. We did. Yeah, that was delightful. It was a great time. Love karaoke. Yep. Karaoke's great. And yeah, we had uh, three different former podcast guests were there, which was fun. That is true. It was Colin McHugh, Randy, what's Randy's last name? Gerson. Gerson. The Pilates instructor. Pilates instructor. And uh, who's the other one? I don't know. It was, oh no, we're going to be in big trouble. You started it. I don't know. All right. Well, it was a good little reunion. Yeah. Uh, two people we love and one person we don't care about. Yeah, I really just didn't care for them. Was Elsie there? No. Okay. I don't know. Dang it. That's so embarrassing. Oh, well. That was a good time. How was your week? Not memorable. Um, my week was good. Had a good time. Uh, I've had multiple people remark upon my appearance this week, which is different. Positive or negative? Uh, the first time was at Dark Horse. Somebody came up to me as a drunk guy, and he just grabbed me by the shoulder and said, he didn't even say it to me. He said it to his friend. He goes, this guy looks just like John Mulaney. And I was like, okay. Didn't know I was a comedian. Just thought I looked like John Mulaney. And then... Uh, he grabbed you by the shoulder? I mean, like not, not like grabbed too hard, but he was kind of showing his friend. And he was just like, you look like John Mulaney. This guy looks All like right. John Mulaney. It wasn't like it's a problem. Like he didn't even like, think you were a human? Yeah. He was like, he was grabbing me off <laughs> a shelf. Look at this thing. Right off a shelf. <laughs> um, and uh, that was cool. And then I went to, Joe List was headlining uh, Punchline, so I went on Friday night to one of those shows, and afterwards I was kind of standing by the exit talking to some other comedians, and this old woman, like grandma, wearing a Braves jersey, just kind of comes up, and she walks up to me like she recognizes me, and she just says, I just have to say, I think you are so handsome. And I said, oh, thank you. Do do you know? And she goes, I just think when you see someone that's attractive, you should walk up and tell them. And I just had no idea how to respond. I just said, go Braves. And then she just left. Didn't even get her number. I didn't even get her number. And also, you should just because you see someone who you think is attractive, you should not go up and tell them. That's actually a huge. Women going up to men is, is doesn't feel weird, but other way around, that's a big problem. Uh-huh. So I mostly just wanted to brag about how that, and that's, hey, good for you. People from the greatest generation think I'm hot. Yeah, I mean, we know. That's why you get booked at MomCon. I know. I'm going to get a GrandmaCon. It's where they call them the greatest generation, but they're the ones who keep dying. I know. Why do they keep dying? That doesn't make so sense. Great? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, my gosh. This most, is a new most, conspiracy most fragile theory. generation, if you will. Yeah, I bet more people from the greatest generation have died in the past 10 years than any of the other generations. I'm willing, I'd bet that. Yeah. Soft. All right. Soft. We should have one on to defend themselves. <laughs> yeah. Well, but they're tough to find. You and the rest of you 80-year-olds dying all the time. Yeah. What is that? Softest generation. So soft. <laughs> um, so that was fun. So apparently I uh, 
going to be a model for uh, like orthopedic magazines. Yeah, AARP. Going to do that. Um, also, Anna tricked me into starting dance lessons. There is no tricking going on. I was here wedding. for that domestic dispute. Well, what happened was she's on the phone with someone. I don't know who it is. And she's like, Andrew, are you free t- uh, Thursday night? And I thought it was like friends wanting to have dinner or something. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm free. And she goes, oh, she smiles and goes, okay, good. And I was like, who was that? And she was like, it was our da- new dance teacher. And I was like, oh, no. And so um, we went and we had two dance lessons. It was actually pretty fun. Whoa. I thought I was going to hate it. It's not my favorite. But uh, it's pretty fun. It's twerking? Um, yeah, there's some light twerking in the middle. Got it. But we're not going to open with that or close Light twerking? That. Is it like rave? Like you have lights on and you're twerking? Yeah, with lights. In the dark? Yeah, yeah, cool. with lots of lights. It's going to be strobe. We're going to be wearing neon, so it'll be like, you know, the bowling alley where like if you have a, a filling in your tooth, it starts to glow. Right. It's going to be like that. Honestly, you could tell me they do that in Columbia and I'd be like, okay. Yeah. I have no that. idea. Yeah, they start twerking <laughs> in the first dance. Yeah, we have well, we haven't really gotten to the whole dance yet, so he might introduce twerking at some point. But that that guy is milking you for all you're worth. It's a what minute and a half dance? You're doing lessons? five less hour, thirty minutes, uh, forty minutes, forty five. So I honestly said we have it in our budget because we saved in some other areas, so it's coming out of our wedding budget. Oof, which makes it feel better, but. Uh, she said I don't have to have a good attitude, so that kind of well, makes, you know, makes I mean, it fine. Call me Rafael Nadal, because this feels like a racket. Well, you know what the real problem is? Is because there's another person involved who's the teacher who I want to like me, and I'm such a people pleaser that I'm going to learn the dance as good as I can, not for Anna or for me or for our relationship, but for this stranger that we'll never talk to again after. Yeah. There was a Bargazzi at a Tennessee Kids special. He said, I've been working out for tonight. Yeah, and then getting healthy, not for the people that I love. Yeah, that I like no. to see every yeah, day. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Doing it for this one guy that I just met. That yeah, you got to keep the grandmas and the grandmas salivating. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I mean, if they had seen me at the dance lesson, it, it'd be a problem. I'd have to hire someone probably. To, Dude, if you wanted to, you could be taking out more grandmas in COVID, dog. <laughs> Let's get that on a T-shirt. Pretty good. I took out more grandmas on dates than COVID killed. Wow. Yeah pretty good my boy's out there yeah going to johnny's hideaway yeah um we have listed so many atlanta establishments on this episode already we have this is we're we're getting very regional yeah with our references and believe it or not we mentioned it earlier we do have a guest please stick around but before we get to that yeah we do need to thank our sponsor yeah let's do that oh also i was in canada with david spade this weekend it was very fun no nah, it's slim uh huh Okay, this week's episode of No Worries If Not is sponsored by the CSL, the Combo Sports League. The Combo Sports League is home to the world's greatest multi-sport athletes, and each week they compete in combo sports. Tired of the same old boring football? Think hockey is so Canadian it hurts? Well, try watching Focky. It's like football and hockey. Don't make me beep it. Don't make me beep it. I didn't say it. Okay. Huh? It's it's like if football and hockey had a brain-destroying ice baby. Most of the regular football rules still apply, but this time, they're on ice. Think soccer is cool, but hate how players pretend to be injured all the time? You'll love soling. It's soccer, but with bowling balls. No more fake injuries, because these lads will be snapping shins in no time on some 15-pound bowling balls. Will they save their shins or go for the win? One of my favorite events is lice skating. Finally combining long jump and ice skating. 
Each athlete runs at maximum speed, then jumps as far as they can, then they land on ice. There has never been a lice skater that hasn't popped their skull like a watermelon immediately. <laughs> it's so bloody and cool. There are all kinds of combo sports. There's juba diving, <laughs> where you do judo fight underwater. Everyone loves fishing and rock climbing combo, fox climbing. <laughs> And then there's, of course, the crowd favorite that combines elements of shuffleboard and, <laughs> the shuffleboard and darts, sharts. Bet you didn't know that I'm the 2013 North Georgia Regional Champion Sharter, did you? <laughs> and, of course, make sure you check out next week's much-anticipated match of Andley Ball. That's where me and Andrew Stanley, it's where me, Andrew Stanley, pay a bunch of, play a bunch of six, seven female volleyball players pay them heaps of cash to spike volleyballs at my face while I wear a diaper. It's not really a combo sport, just something I've always wanted to try. Please watch and thank you, Anna, for letting me explore my deepest sporting desires. Check out the Combo Sports League coming to ESPN 8, the Ocho, this fall. Wow, that's one of our best ads. It's going to take over the sport. <laughs> combo sports. Because uh, what is it? Basketball was a movie. Basketball is huge. I've never seen that movie. It's very funny. I've you were not allowed to. 100%. It's the Trey Parker, Matt Stone from oh, South, South Park. Park. Yeah. South Park and Book of Mormon. Can you tell halfway through that ad, I was just thinking, what would be a funny sport? And then I was like, wait, I could come up with ridiculous words for you to say. You're like, no, I just want to make Andrew have to say, focky. <laughs> Sharts. Sharts. I'm the 2013 best charter. That's pretty cool. Makes sense. I was the 2000. No, that was 17. Never mind. Um, yeah. Well, that it was really. I'm glad that we have them on board now. Mm-hmm. Combo Sports. Shouts and, out the CSL. Yeah, CSL huge. Uh, there's a new golf league now, the LIV, and a new combo sports league, the CFL. CSL. CSL. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. It's so the same great. company that in the uh, it's the combos in. Uh, the, gas stations. They make the pretzels. The pretzels with with mystery gel inside. Yeah, though, I haven't seen those in a while. It's that it's that company, but now they do sports. That's awesome. They got huge over COVID. They have a lot of money from all the sales they've been making. They do. That was our big thing on the way to youth church camp. We'd always eat combos in the back of the bus. I was a, I was a bugle kid. Bugles. Yeah. I don't know. I got to dive into that, look into it, but that says a lot about us. Yeah, that probably does explain. I put on my finger and make sounds like a witch. Mm-hmm. Can you do one? Oh. Okay, I feel like you didn't commit, but that's okay. I didn't. I don't know which noises. I know you got to practice. Um, We're twenty minutes in. Anyway, Let's keep it moving. Uh, this uh, interview today was really fun with one of our good friends, Will Foskey. He has an album coming out on July eighth. It's dropping on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. You can pre-order it now on iTunes, um, but definitely watch it once it hits YouTube. And please enjoy this interview with the very funny Will Foskey. Was that the go-ahead? Oh, yeah, yeah. oh Will Foskey. Hey, what's up, dude? Welcome to No Worries If Not. Our <laughs> guest last week was a uh, infectious disease researcher. So what do you do? Uh, well, uh, I just tell my little jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I just tell my little jokes. An and... infectious disease haver. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Most of us are at this point. That's true. Yeah. I had all three. I collected them all. All the variants? Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. I just wanted to go ahead and make sure we get the COVID disclaimer on this episode. <laughs> yeah. Up front. Of course. Um, Will Fosge, you are a successful stand-up comedian, as all of us are. Yes. Album coming out. And uh, we started about the same time. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we ran into each other at uh, the first time at what is it? And the Marietta? world famous Strand Theater, dude, best open mic of all time. Yes, I remember you were hosting. Yep. Where is that? Probably yep. very drunk at Mar- the time. Marietta Square. Oh god. Yeah, in the upstairs room above the theater, and Will was hosting, and we won't name him, but there was this uh, the headliner for the open mic. Oh boy. Was a. Uh, he decided he was supposed to do like 15 minutes and he was on like 30 minutes. And I saw Will just trying to figure out how do I just like get him to stop and watching you just like basically force this guy to stop telling jokes that no one wanted to hear well, anymore. The worst part of all was I tried to get him to stop. And um, f- for context, this was an African-American gentleman. Not that it matters, but for the sake of this story, it kind of does. And I was trying to give him the light and he goes, Shut up, cracker! And like kept telling his jokes, and and, and it, ki- it killed. Like it was part of the act, you know. And I'm like, oh my god! Like this dude has just gone like way over, and like he was killing and doing fine. But like I'm thinking about the other comedians. I'm like, okay. And then finally, I had to like get up, and they're like, oh, I guess the cracker is gonna tell us about the no. rules now. <laughs> and I'm like, all of you are doing two minutes less time because that's the, we have to. And everyone just hated me for the rest of the night. So I just go up to be like, all right, your next comic. And they're like, mm. <laughs> so I got to experience your essence the first time I met you is what I was yeah. trying to say. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you you dealing with being frustrated about something that everyone else was enjoying. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, y'all are both Just for Laughs new faces. That's right. Dude, big let's deal. go. They I didn't thought. want us, bro. They didn't want us. Yep. Who'd have thought two white guys out of Atlanta making it back to back? Paving the way for all of us. Paving the way. That's right. <laughs> yep. Uh, you were what, Andrew? You were 2019? 2020? 2021. There okay. was so no te- 2020. Yeah, so technically back to back. And I got it in the bubble year. We went we went out to LA and did it all weird because of COVID. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What were the shows yeah. like there? It was just one. So they just did them all at the Dynasty typewriter. And like it worked out perfectly like because there was no distraction for the industry people. Because think about it. They're partying just as much as we are or whatever. And so they had no choice but to just like funnel in and just talk to all of us after. And I just I got I had a good set when I needed to. And I got lucky. Yeah, you had a great set. I watched it. And it was it was funny because for those of you listening that don't know, this is kind of like the the new faces is if you're a comedian and basically it's what you want to get to get industry attention you get chosen for the showcase and normally you're just just supposed to stick to your jokes but will had like a great riff up top like making fun of the room it was like in the it, middle of it, it but yeah killed in the middle well because dude i was gonna say it up top and i think back and it would have bombed i think if i did because i noticed that pete holmes was uh handshaking everybody so i go out with a handshake but for me he has a fist so I change, and then he changes. And the last thing I hear before like the biggest set of my life is Pete Holmes going, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and in my mind, I just was like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. But in the video, Matt got a video of it, and it's me just going like, nah, like <laughs> waving him away. And he looks visibly like, what the f- is his problem? Get out of here, happy guy. Yeah, and then if I had gone out and did my little riff, which was, uh, uh, this this looks like the room where Edgar Allan Poe drank himself to death, ha. Huh. <laughs> like, if I, if I did that up top, people would have been like, and then I would have been like, oh, anyway, I, I uh, jail on the weekend. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate the, the shout out for that because well, it was very brave and heroic of me to do that. Yeah, not many people doing that. And it was also a lot of good self-awareness to realize, oh, now I shouldn't do it up top. Yeah. Like in the moment to be like, oh, to pivot, be able to pivot when you're already probably nervous is a sign that you're 
Well, I knew, I don't know if they did it with y'all, but they, they gave you a link for like people to watch the stream at home. And I knew that like there were a bunch of comics in my living room, like watching it. And so I was just like, I have to do something. Like, I can't just make them watch these same jokes I've been doing these past couple weeks. Like, I have to do something to make this worth it. And it's I feel so like, funny. I feel like it was worth it. It's so funny that you feel that pressure, which absolutely should not exist in that moment. Yeah, because yeah. every big booker and you're talking to your three boys at home. Man of the people, Fosky, yeah. dude, always. <laughs> it, it is something as comedians, though, you're always so worried about what the other comedians are thinking. Like, you'd almost rather, or I think you definitely would rather comedians think you're funny than like a group of random people. Not think even you're think you're funny, but like think you're cool. Yeah. Like, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> but it's so backwards and it's wrong, but it is what helps us be on the right track, I think. Because it is a good litmus test. I agree. But uh, in that moment, it's very funny that you were thinking about that at all. Oh, yeah. We didn't have a, a link for ours, so I'm, I'm glad we didn't. Cause that'd that'd be a COVID thing, right? Everyone is doing stuff. I think so. Then. I yeah. think so. And because they wanted, they're like, this way the Canadian industry can see you now, too. And we were all like, oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> good. That's Can't what wait. we were doing this for. Uh, yeah, performing yeah. the Winnipeg Whammy Factory. Well, I'm Dude. sure there was industry that... There were certain industry members that weren't traveling, so I'm sure it was for them too. Well, and you know what's so funny is so I had some DMs afterwards from like Canadian comedians, and they were like, Oh, we all gathered around and watched all the Americans. And I was like, We would never do that for y'all ever. <laughs> ever. Well, they, when my year, they had a whole, did they do this? They have a whole separate showcase for New Faces Canada. They did, but they did it up in Canada. Oh, they did it. That makes yeah, sense. Which I felt bad for them because yeah. it's like, well, all the cool stuff's happening yeah. down here, kind of. Yeah. It was just funny that it was like segregated like that. It's like, especially for mine when we were all in the same place. It, it was, was segregated like, too? I didn't know. Yeah, we did two. We did three American New Face showcases and then one just Canadian New Faces. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, it's not going to be that different. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's it's so weird how they do all of it. And then there was also like a changing of the guard. The old guy was out and then there was a new guy in. So when I got the call that I even got the festival, I swear to God, I thought it was Nick Murphy f-ing with me. Yeah. <laughs> the guy calls and he goes, hi, this is uh, Nick with uh, Just for Last. I was like, Nick, how'd you get a Quebec number? And yeah. he, he was like, no, this is uh, Nick Brazau. I uh, work for the festival. I was like, oh, like, okay, 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 okay. Got it, got it, got it. <laughs> And then I ended up just making fun of him for being a Maple Leafs fan because I found that out about him. And he was like, do you want to like be in the festival? I was like, oh, yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah, definitely, definitely. (laughs) Mad respect. Yeah. Uh, What what came from that for you guys? Was it representation for you, Andrew, right? Yeah, representation and then a bunch of momentum that got a lot of it halted pretty quickly. But (laughs) our topic from last week. Yeah. And then what about you? I got a manager, and uh, so obviously the special, you know, that's about to come out, uh-huh. uh, that was pretty cool. And then July eighth, July eighth, mark your calendars. July eighth, all things sacred, a, a religious title. It's probably, it probably be the title of his album, but uh, yeah. you know, just watch it and and then be charmingly misled by what the title is. Yeah, mm. got there first. Was so that came out? Of, how did that come out of? Well, I, I guess I could have maybe somehow figured it out, but like yeah, yeah, it's okay. way easier to go to a label and go, he was one of the new faces of comedy. Yeah, yeah. it's it. it's that that honestly, so far that's been my favorite part of doing new faces is just going into other scenes and not having to be like, please book me on your shows. But it's like one of those things that in the comedy industry it. it it gives you a lot of credibility. You're a made man anywhere that is in L.A. or New York. Yeah, exactly. That's a great way of saying it, yes. Yeah. and uh, But then part of because you still live here, so I don't know if you ever feel like from other people being like, all right, man, f-ing, when are you leaving? Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> You're good. It's only three bleeps so far it's for four. Aaron. It's four? four? Up yeah. to four. Aaron has, if you ever see him typing, he's doing a timestamp. Wow. Exactly Have I been there. cursing and not realizing it? was four times. Yeah. I didn't mean to. I'm so it sorry. It was Nick Murphy effing with you. 
Oh, you said that? Oh, dude? my God, You could have said messing. You could have said so much. could have said mucking about. Tricking me. That's, you know, Nick Murphy just always mucking about. <laughs> Prankster. Dude, dude Fosky. Uh, shout out, Nick Murphy. Anyways, where, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So we had the album. And then uh, also I had shot uh, a pilot with some friends uh, during COVID. And, uh, you know, we're still in the process of pitching that. I'm about to go out to Los Angeles and uh, hopefully something will come of that. It's been years now of working on this. I showed it to Andrew. It's so funny. Nick Murphy. I think character. I said it to you too. Yeah, I, I saw. I watched half and then I forgot. That's okay. I'm Can, sorry. No, no, no. It was, no, it was very right. good. It teeters off in the middle, anyways. That's all right. Can I um, say the name of Nick's character in it, or is that secret? Uh, yeah. Why not? We can edit it he out. He plays an influencer called Chad My Bad, where he just pranks people and goes My Bad. That's perfect. It's because so you know how funny. many of the there's so many of those videos where it's like. It'll, they'll go stepping on people's shoes in the hood prank. And then they like step on these people's shoes. And then they're like, dude, are you serious? And Social experiment. And then they're out. like, it's a prank, bro. And it's like, no, it's those like, shoes are like $300. Yeah, that is a real shoe. Permanently damaged them of somebody. The miracle that they're not beating you up is yeah? it's just insane. Yeah, those ones don't air. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, those are the ones we want to see. Well, and the, the way Chad My Bad even came about was because uh, I went through a, a breakup. It, I love we're talking about this like this show has won Emmys. Um, <laughs> the way that I thought of this character, none of you have seen or heard of, was because uh, I went through a breakup in 2019. Uh, my ex uh, moved, but that was like why we broke up. But we, it was weird. We were almost like planning for the breakup, like because we knew when it was. It was all very sad. And uh, the last day uh, before she left. Uh, we went to Walmart, and this guy named Funny Marco got me in one of his videos. <laughs> I forgot about oh, this. Oh, yeah. Do you know who that guy is? <laughs> no, I remember seeing this go yeah. around. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And it wasn't even that bad looking back on it, but I was like so... I have, a, As Andrew knows, I have a tendency to overreact when I've felt a little slighted. And uh, this guy, man, he was just like rapping song lyrics at me or something. I just figured he was just some like crazy person in Atlanta. You see that all the time. Yep. But then I realized he's been filming it. And wait, like, wait, wait, go through it though. You're at a grocery store? Yeah, we're at Walmart and uh, he's like doing this and I'm like, what are you, I don't, what is he's this? He's just rapping, and yelling and stuff He's just you. yelling stuff and then I, I'm like, I, um, I, I, was, I was looking for tape and like I shouldn't have said that because <laughs> all the comments are like, tape, what a, you know. You're the tape guy. Anyway, what is it? He just turns to you in your face rapping like aggressively? Well, yeah, and like, and that's not even that big of a deal. It's just I already had all this other stuff going on, so I just wasn't in the mood. Right, I right. wasn't in the mood for any of that. And what were the what was the song? I'm just trying to paint the picture. Well, here. I can't say any of the words, uh, <laughs> okay. not even because who was the are, artist? Oh, it was City Girls, I think. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm very, pretty, very like WAP ish. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay. And, and so. I'm just like, what's going on? So anyways, they leave, and I'm just like, dude, can you like delete that? Like, I'm really not in the mood. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I got you. And then he leaves, and then just part of me, I was like, I don't think he deleted it. So like, I, I walk back, <laughs> and so I see so I see him and, uh, and some other people, and I'm like, I know you didn't delete it. You better delete it. And he's like, dude, dude, chill out. And then I turn around, and there's this guy, like, he's walking up to me like, bro, he's still mad about it, like, filming me. And I'm like, oh, my God. And at one point in the middle of that, I was like, I'm having the worst day of my life. I said that. And thank God part two of it didn't get posted. Oh. Because, yeah, but so anyways, it would have just been like viral. Like, I'm having the worst, 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 worst day. It would have just been so bad. There's all this quotable stuff. Remix of it. Yeah. yeah. Remix. And so anyway, anyways, uh, I, I finally I calm down and I get home and it's like our last night together, whatever. 
And uh, I just look at my phone, and I, it's, it's got about 40,000 notifications. And I was like, <laughs> well, geez, I wonder what that could be about. And so I'm like cry laugh emojiing in the comments. To, you ever do that to like act like you're on board with For something? Sure. You're very upset. They got about. me. I'm fine with I it. I think yeah. this is so yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, you guys. I'm not hurt at all. <laughs> yeah. And I remember at one point, this guy I hadn't talked to in forever from high school was like, dude, you made it. You're in like a funny. And I was like, people like that think that they're funny, but actually it's really, really hard to write jokes. And <laughs> yeah. for him to even put comedian in his title. And then he's just like, okay, well, good to, good to see you again, man. And I was just like, I'm unhinged right now. Dude, I, I quit drinking a couple weeks after that. <laughs> but uh, Marco, that? good for Marco. He's out there sobering people up. Yeah, Marco, I challenge you to a comedy on stage battle because I feel you can continue to do what you do, but you must remove comedian from your t- from the title <laughs> of your page. You uh, don't deserve that three wheel LED car from just bothering people. No, dude, he'll do he'll do a Marco and friends at a comedy club and do ten minutes on I, stage. No, I know, and and you know what? Good for him, honestly. I think it just it, you know I grew up loving uh, Jack ASS, and uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I still still believe that. Yeah. And, and so who am I to who am I to judge? But he he just caught me at a terrible time, and I'm just glad part two of it wasn't posted. And ultimately, looking back, the whole thing was hilarious. I was just mad. What would you do if you knew it was coming? Yeah, you have to have thought about this of like, oh, what I should yeah. have done. Oh, I would have said what I just said. Like, you think that you're a real comedian, dude? Yeah. All right, bro, let's settle this. Yeah, okay, okay. Tell me a joke. Tell me a joke right now yeah. that isn't like a quote from something. Yeah. Internet internet comments can get you. Uh, well, their whole thing, they always have this like evil little grin. Like their whole structure is just set up on like bothering people. But yeah. part of it felt like karma because when I was in high school, like literally all me and my friends would do is like, how can we upset authority today? Like, how can we <laughs> do something to make an adult get mad at us? So I, I guess, you know, it was payback for that or something. But, you That's know. so funny. One other thing you got out of uh, JFL, which I did too, was we got to audition for Saturday Night Live. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, yeah well, and it, it may be happening again. We'll see. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but, well, Pete Davidson left, so now's my chance. <laughs> There's a void. There's a will-shaped gap in their lineup. Just date everybody. I feel like I could at least get Kendall, right? If, if, he, if he got <laughs> Kim Kardashian, I feel like I could at least get Kendall. It feels right. I think so. Yeah. I'll just, you know, I'll be like, yeah, I'm like really depressed and stuff. My dad's alive, but like, you know, it's it's fine. Do you have the worst tattoos we've ever seen? Oh, absolutely. I have an Atlanta Thrashers tattoo. <laughs> oh, pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. Dude, I was just in Winnipeg this weekend. Yeah. And I didn't put it together until I was talking to somebody there. And I was, because they were like, yeah, our team moved to Phoenix. But then we got a, another team from somewhere else. And I was like, oh, yeah, where's that from? And I go, wait, you guys got the Thrashers. I'll tell you exactly I'm mad where at it's you guys. from. Yeah, it's exactly. I hate the Jets. Yeah, and also the Thrashers, or excuse me, the the Coyotes, who the Jets originally became in Phoenix, yeah. their franchise is in complete disarray right now. They have to play in a college stadium right now that seats 5,000 people, and get this, they can't change the center ice logo to the Coyote. They have to keep it for the college. And I'm like, you couldn't have given that one back? Well, wait, why? Why are they there? I don't, because Gary Bettman, man, the, the commissioner of the NHL is just the worst. He's the worst person ever. And he's just, we have to grow the southern markets. And I'm like, why wouldn't you go for Atlanta? Like, <sighs> Seeing how successful it is in Nashville makes me be like, why would they have ever moved out of Atlanta? And also, Winnipeg, 
No offense to anyone who's listening to this episode because I just did shows in Winnipeg and this is the first time they've listened. It's not a nice city. I've heard. I've heard. It that is the, not. It is they have dirty so, and yeah. I felt unsafe walking around. Really? I mean, not really, but I got back to the hotel and the guy was like, where did you walk? And I told him and he was like, oh. You and made I, it. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that I shouldn't be walking Are there around. like cowboy gangsters or I don't understand. I don't know what I should have. Were really they gonna hog tie you? I will say, I there's there's this really busy intersection where they don't have crosswalks. You have to like go underground and walk under the street. And I was about to do it, and I go down there, and it's just like pitch black dark. Oh, oh no! With absolutely, door, no. and that's like, like irreversible. Have you seen that movie? <laughs> no, I haven't. Okay, I was just that was and, a terrible reference from where they got. I'll, I'll look it up though and be like, "Oh, that's what he meant." That was <laughs> worth forty-five minutes of context for the, or maybe I'll get through it and turn it halfway off, huh? It's, it's maybe, a good movie. maybe it's I'll a good do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I went down the stairs and then I like, there's like a door and I like put my hand on the door and I was just like, "Why would I do this? I'm gonna go jaywalk." Yeah. And I just ran across the street instead. It was felt up way safer. But I know there's an alternate reality where I went in there. And that guy, that Andrew's dead. Absolutely. <laughs> that Andrew's maybe either a heroin addict now after two days. Yeah, he might have gotten Winnipegged, you know? Yeah, that guy, that Andrew got Winnipegged <laughs> properly. Winnipegged properly or slit with a hockey skate that they fashioned to be a glove. Yeah, I just, just that's all I think they do. In Can- My dad's from Canada and I know so little about that place. Okay, that all checks out. Yep. That makes <laughs> yep, so yep, much yep, sense. Yep. They have a baseball league too. I walked. That's where I walked. I walked to their baseball stadium, which looked really nice. Yeah. They have Canadian baseball. It's the uh, the Winnipeg Gold Eyes, and their logo is like the coolest logo. It's a, like a goldfish with a glove. And I was trying to find. I went. That's the reason I was walking around. I was trying to find a store that sold like gold eye apparel, and none of them had it. So. I mean, we had the pride of Canadian baseball on the pod. Oh yeah, we had we Mike, Sor- Mike Soroka. I know who really wanted to be in the NHL. Have you heard of Mike Soroka? Yeah, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. We're talking all about it yeah. and how disappointed his dad was when he switched from hockey to baseball. <laughs> oh, yeah. And now his dad's like, you know, secondary rich. And he's like, oh, that was a good choice. I think it was it. It can't be. Was it Tom Glavin? Maybe there yeah. was. another. Yeah. He, he was uh, drafted by the L.A. Kings and then ended up playing for the Braves. Yeah. Something about pitching and hockey. Is it lower body strength? You think? I think it's uh, being a white person with a mullet. <laughs> I think that is way more what it <laughs> is. A big part of it. It's a gravitational pull. Yeah. 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 Uh, so you grew up playing hockey? Kind of, yeah. I mean, I played I played roller hockey in Woodstock, Georgia, because ice hockey was too expensive at the time. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I mean, now it was completely on. Unaf- I don't know how anybody does it. You have to be, like, blue blood if you're going to play hockey in the South, like ice hockey competitively. Is it the cooler still around? Yeah, there's the cooler and the ice forum. And, uh, but I will say that there was called hockey time USA. They had like a little pro shop set up in Woodstock and it all kind of fed into the same thing, but it was like pretty affordable. And like a lot of the kids would play and cause the thrashers were there at the time and just got Kovalchuk. Everybody was like super excited. And I played for six or seven years or something like that. And it was like the most fun I've ever had. It felt like ro- I grew up loving rocket power and it felt kind of like that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And we won the championship one year. Not that it counted for anything, but it was pretty cool. Uh, Check out my unreleased uh, web series, and also I won the seven-year-old hockey championship. Yeah, I was. Uh, we were th- we were fourteen, so it was a little more competitive. Okay. But yes, that's puberty. It's mid-puberty. Yes. Yeah, that's when the kids are all different sizes. <laughs> oh, and I was huge. Yeah. I was huge. You were one of the grown men. I was huge. Checking children. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I did. So one of the coaches was one of my dad's old hockey buddies. And he like taught us how to play dirty, and my dad didn't like that. 
His name was, I should, probably shouldn't say it, but... <laughs> the, the man it who sounds taught us exactly, how to injure other kids. Whatever, was, I don't care. His name was Lou Gehring, which I think is hilarious. Ooh, <laughs> so close. Yeah. It sounds so much like the disease that uh, affects a lot of people. But um, anyway... <laughs> also the name of a very other famous athlete. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yes, of course. But, it's funny, the, you think the disease is more famous or he's more famous? Disease. The disease. That's a tough legacy. I knew it came from a baseball player, but I was like, let's 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 address the important one first. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. It, they've kind of ALS has taken it back. The name. It wasn't like the Lou Gehrig ice bucket challenge. That's, That's true. true. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean, you just yeah. pour ice on his grave. Oh, gosh. <laughs> pour one out. Pour one out for my man Lou. But, but yeah, yeah, this is not the same guy. No. Uh, but uh, he he coached us, and so he would just let us play the entire game, and it was it, we would just dominate everybody, and it was so fun. And I really wish I could have played ice hockey. I remember one time my dad was like, "All right," he was like, "We might be able to do this. There might be a way where we can pull this off." But you're getting up at four thirty every day. You're practicing as soon as you get home from school. Like this is going to be your life. And I was just listening, being like, "Oh no, absolutely not." I think I think weed and guitar will be my personality from now on, <laughs> and uh, and I wish I would have because had I gone to those tryouts that year, it was for the Atlanta Fire. Had I made the team, I would have played hockey with Justin Bieber. Oh whoa! whoa. On, on, the, on the same yeah, team, we're the same age, and he played for the Fire. So it stands to reason that if I had made it through those tryouts, and that was like a year before he popped too. Yeah, like it would have been, been. You could have been featured on Baby. It, it would have been 2008 or 2009. These are all huge stretches to try to make myself <laughs> seem cool. But I've you would always have been friends with him instead of Crystalia. Yeah, I could have kept him out of some trouble. Yeah, could have kept him out of some trouble. <laughs> Both of them. Yep. And uh, shout out to Justin Bieber, though. I like that he's getting all involved with the NHL now. That's good. I didn't right. know that. Oh yeah, I could not know less about the NHL now. He's a he's a big uh, Maple Leafs guy. Cool. Because he's from Toronto originally, I think. All right. How's he getting involved? He's just he's uh, partying with the players and making them not get past the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> that's that's what's he's, happening. He's distracting them. Yes, he's got Austin Matthews wearing these dangly earrings and all these fancy fashion clothes instead of working on his wrist shot. I think he also did that to Christianity as well. Yeah, he's kind of infiltrating all these different cultures. Oh, he starts really? hanging out with pastors, then they all start See, dressing like him, and yeah. they're all in sex scandals now. See, I support everybody, whatever it is, as long as nobody is getting hurt. But as someone who grew up Catholic, I am very averse to whenever people try to make religion cool. I'm always like, I think it's supposed to scare us. I, I feel like what works about this is the element of fear and authority. The, f the fear aspect of it? 100%. Is what should drive us forward? Yeah, I can't see how Justin Bieber would improve Christianity for people. <laughs> I just, I can't imagine. Yeah, well, I mean, potentially if, you're, if you want to make some money, if you want to get more money in, in, in your doors of church, yeah. let's get a pop star to we, recruit more people. We got the Biebs coming through. That's pretty. I feel like if you, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. You're well, right. There's a there's a stigma to the Christian music for some reason. So when a, like a legitimate mainstream artist comes into the fold, it makes the whole thing feel more like, oh yeah, we're all the same. The Killers, the Killers, they're Mormons. They're super Mormon. I didn't know that. Oh, he's on commercials it for LDS. It blew my mind. Brandon Flowers. Yeah. Really? People say I look like him. You I can see a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Now that you mention it. Yeah. Kind of like dead sunken eyes. Thank you. Yeah. I've been working on it. Yeah. Like won't be pleased with Jezana. You want a little more? <laughs> Whoa, dude. You guys you guys yeah, get well, spicy here, man. I don't know. I was just watching the uh, Sowing Keep Sweet some seeds documentary about polygamy. It's bad. 
You're it's saying not good. You're, you're referencing it like we've all seen it, but I've never. It's a heard big of deal that. on Netflix. It's one of the top things right now. Do you it's know very about good. it? No, I saw an old show about Mormons with the houses that they build into the side of the rocks, but I haven't seen this one. Oh, it's it's uh it's terrifying. Really, it's, it's a good one. Okay. I'll have to check it out. I, I lo- I'm obsessed with all of that. There's a show about polyamory that's on uh, on Showtime. I've been watching that. Pretty entertaining. Big Love? Is that uh No. No, it's just called Polyamory. Is that Game of Thrones? Well, what's funny about the polyamory <laughs> people, again, respect everybody of all walks of life, but the thing with them is their whole thing is like, oh, free love and all that, but th- they couldn't be more about rules. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is so much about structure and 100%. rules. But, they, but yet also free love. It just seems it just seems stressful. Yeah, uh, going back to the mega churches and Bieber. Yes, I went to Hillsong one time. Have okay. you heard of Hillsong? I think so. You know they had a bad documentary come out about them recently. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I went to Hillsong LA one time six or seven years ago. Oh, the one in LA. Yeah, um, and you know they do the music, whatever. These people walked in in front of me. They kind of showed up in front of me. Like, I wasn't paying attention. I don't know. Didn't really think about it. Yeah, but then pastor does the whole all right uh stand up say hey to someone around you selena gomez directly in front of me and just shook my hand <laughs> and i was like hello i'm oh. Aaron." do you guys say peace be with you or is that a no no okay. just, just say what's up you kind of freestyle but okay. good to see yeah. it yeah and then then that's later on i realized that's why they like snuck in and then at, once everyone was seated and then at the end when they prayed they like ran backstage and left oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but the whole service she was just sitting right in front of you yep what, did you hear anything? No, I didn't said? think about anything. You else. were just like, I can't believe that's Selena Gomez. I was trying to think of what is it because every celebrity I've met, I've said something really dumb but kind of on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like I told J Lo, Anaconda is my favorite movie. <laughs> that's great. I told Chris Daughtry, Home was my wedding song. <laughs> Never been married. So I was like, what could I say? And then they left early, and I was like, dang. Did you have one? Um, no. I mean, I did. I don't remember what it was going to be. How long ago was it? Five or six years ago. Yeah, it was before Only Murders in the Building. Yeah, it was mid-Vine time. So it was, but it was height of her pop star, like, yeah. love you, like a love song. Wow. Bangers. Man. Uh, the only re- I don't really like Hillsong. The main reason being that uh, I did a show one time, and the main pastor was there, and he didn't laugh. Brian? Yeah. Brian Houston? Yeah. Well, he's he's out. He so, resigned. Nothing to do with any of the other stuff going on. That's the reason. I'm not, <laughs> not a fan. It's a bad sense of humor. Yeah, I didn't like didn't Everything like else is pretty stuff. chill, honestly. Yeah. I just remember we had we have uh, Woodstock First Baptist, and I remember when that was constructed. Like, as a Catholic person, I feel closer to Jewish people than I do to Baptist people, even though we're both like Christian or what, just cultural wise. Yeah, yeah. It, I just it always felt like a completely other thing. I just never understood. And I remember <laughs> there was this girl that we were we were dating when I was like fourteen, and I was like, all I wanted to do was to kiss her. That's all I wanted out of life was to just kiss this girl. And we went to the we went I to know exactly what you're talking about. That's <laughs> so funny. We went to Woodstock and keep in mind I had no experience to any of this. And like kind of growing up there, the way that you could get away with like hanging out with girls without like your parents getting is you would say that it was like a church thing. But I came from Catholic parents. So when they heard that I was going to Woodstock First Baptist, my dad was like, All right, if you really want to. And I was like, Okay, that's weird. Mm-hmm. I thought that would be a, a layup, but I get there. And I'm like, I, I'm gonna kiss her tonight. This is gonna. It has so to. Wait, this isn't just normal church. This is like a fall this, festival. I think or it was something. like a passion event or something like that. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know exactly what it, what it was called, but like a nighttime concert, a little more chill. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so there's just we're all in there, right? And the the band comes out and they're playing songs like. 
make sure to never have sex with anybody. And, oh, that's, and, a, that's a banger. And it definitely it's not a banger. It's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> and definitely don't kiss Will. He sucks. Like, it just, that's how I heard the song in my head. And, it was there, very, and there she is, like, getting all into it. And I'm like, oh, I hate this. It was a very anti you should kiss Will song. The culture, the culture of shame, man. I I adapted to it as a, as a young kid. I remember because I went to a Montessori school when I was real young, which is like the most like free love, you know, whatever type of like, yay, express yourself. And like I used to joke about it. I would say going to Montessori school during the week and then Catholic church on the weekend felt like going from Coachella straight to North Korea. <laughs> like they were two very counteractive things. And I always just, even as a young kid, remember being like, I'm going to go with the one that says I'll be on fire if I'm happy. I trust them more than the one that says, who knows, if I had listened to the Montessori thing more, maybe I would be on Saturday Night Live right now. Yeah. Who knows? Could be. Man, I got the, I got the shame still. Yeah. It's, it's like deep in my wiring. Absolutely. And I've heard some podcasts with Mormons where a dude, is, it's like ex-Mormon stories, and it's fascinating. Yeah. But he's like, I have never had a sip of alcohol Never done any drugs. He's like, I have no moral problem with it, but I physically cannot. So he's not Mormon anymore, but he still hangs on. Yeah, to and there's rules. so many things. He's like, I, I'm trying to curse, and I, I can't. Because it's wow. just so deep in his it's wiring. So, yeah, and there's stuff like that for me. That's a big reason my last relationship ended, I think, is that like she was a big free spirit, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I get so much anxiety with a lot of these situations I'm in, and I just can do nothing about it. Absolutely. It's so strange. Deeply ingrained. I know, I know what you mean. It, I feel like it's starting to come back to me now as I'm like getting closer to being like 30 and stuff. I, I can just feel it, all of it coming back. Like there was such a long, just like rebellious period or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll always be, no matter what, a little bit of like a 14 year old drawing an anarchy thing on a notebook. That's kind of my, <laughs> my personality. But like there's just something about it that never leaves you. That's that's again why I say I feel like because it's real, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why I still feel all this stuff, even though I don't want to. Well, oh, it's, it's, it's the spirit. God. It's the spirit knocking on my heart door, being like, "Let me back in, fam." Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And again, I feel like that's why it's a little similar to like uh, Catholicism and Judaism, because like even if you leave it, it's never gonna leave you. Like just no matter what. There's there's always a little bit of that. Any Jewish person I've ever talked to, they're like, "Oh yeah, I haven't been to a synagogue in forever, but I feel it every day." Oh, and I'm for like, sure. "Yeah, absolutely." Yeah, if you get through your entire formative years without doubt, yeah, you're kind of kind of screwed in that specific way without yeah. ever questioning. Like you once mean? I'm adult, I start like, "Wait, I'm, I don't think I'm down with everything," you know. And then you start to unpackage stuff. Well, there's a point where even if you're 100 percent in as like a kid. Eventually, you have to be like, all right, I need to actually zoom out and make these decisions for myself and not just continue to just believe everything because it was told to me and actually examine yeah. it. Yeah. But if you never, ever do that, then you're, what is that? For sure. I lived with four gay guys in a row. Not on purpose. <laughs> it wasn't a thing. That's what we call a pattern. <laughs> it just happened like that. Um, the first two, I didn't know until later. Uh, but yeah, that was a bad one for... Uh, my dad and the, trying to keep me in the way I was gro- growing up, you know? How did you, like, how oh, did you tell these them? friends? Like, I actually like a lot of these people I'm supposed to be scared of. Right. Yeah. Sorry. I think I'm on their team. Not well. And you know what I mean? And ter- ter- <laughs> <laughs> turns out it's not contagious. Not contagious. I don't know. There yeah. you go. Well, you did seem to like Selena Gomez a whole hell of a lot. I did. It's funny that you have to come out to your dad not as gay, but as like gay adjacent. <laughs> yeah. Just like, I'm fine with them. That's yeah, the thing, though. I feel like it's, growing up religious, it's like everything is gay. Like, no matter what you do that's not football, you're gay. 
Well, you that's, know what more, I, that's more of like a teenager thing, right? No, not really. I feel like maybe it was because I hang out, uh, hung out with the kids who were like doing drugs and stuff like that. They're like a little more open-minded about just like you don't have to just do sports or whatever. But I feel like all the parents in my neighborhood, even for because I, I technically was an athletic kid for a while, but I just played hockey. So they were all just like, mm, no, that ain't football, dude. No. <laughs> and I still to this day hate football because of because of the parents in my neighborhood. You guys don't even tackle each other. That's gay. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, dude, whatever. you just get out there on your little skates. I'm like, oh, my God, whatever, dude. Um, we're going back. We're going back to hockey. Sure. You had a big week. I had a huge week. You had the biggest week. Well, who, what's your team? My team is Nashville, but okay. it, it, the fact that, and only begrudgingly so, because the Thrashers are gone. Got I it. mean, go Preds, whatever, but, you know, I we, we need to go ahead and get a team back in here. But, yeah, so we hate Tampa Bay. Got it. Always hated Tampa Bay. Because they they're close in the rival, right? Yeah, and they were the only, in the early 2000s, when I would actually go to a lot of Thrashers games, they were good. They won a cup in 04, and uh, they were the only team we would play that was good until the Capitals got Ovechkin. Um, this is this is where everybody stopped listening. <laughs> but um, except for the Winnipeg people, they know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they're the, my new Winnipeg, shout out to the new Winnipeg I'm pretty sure listeners. they stopped listening when you said... You're getting murdered. I think they're Canada. I mean, guys, I don't know. There might have been a really nice part I wasn't staying in. <laughs> okay. But. Canada is just happy to be addressed at all, I think. Yeah, if for I sure. Had, if I had to guess. Yeah, you have done what I hate people do about Atlanta. They stay downtown and they're like, Atlanta sucks. I'm like, no, that's not. Yeah. No one it, stays downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I said at the shows. I was like, I literally just landed a few weeks ago. I have no idea if this is a nice place. And they, they were just like, yeah, it's not really. Like, even they were just they were like, on board. it's not a nice place. Yeah, yeah. Man, but uh, yeah, so uh, me and my dad, obviously hockey was always our thing, and they recently moved to Florida, and we had been talking about it during the cup run this year, because this, just for any hockey fans or people who don't know, this was the most exciting year of the playoffs since like the 90s, maybe even before that. Like, it's high-scoring games, everybody's hitting everybody, it's just awesome. Everything is firing on all cylinders. So Tampa ends up going to the Stanley Cup, and my dad hit me up, and he was like, I think we're going to go for it. We got to pick a good game. Which one? I was like, it has to be an elimination game. It has to be game six. So we just took a huge risk on the off chance it would even happen. Whoa. And it did. And they we saw the cup. So many things had to go right for me to be able to see this. Because it was an away game. Colorado won in Tampa. Mm-hmm. And because Tampa's a southeastern market and their fans are just used to winning and don't appreciate anything, they all left as soon as the cup was presented. Everybody just dipped. So we got to walk right down. Like I was right up on the glass when all of it was happening. Best day of my life. There's nothing funny about this. Like I'm legitimately just so happy that that got to happen. Yeah. I I put on my Instagram. I said it was like if all of the Adam Sandler movie endings were all combined into one moment. It was so (laughs) insane. Mm -hmm. Because like there's something too about like because you got to with the Braves, which I mean, that's your team. So that's even crazier. Yeah. Uh, and I was at 2019 in Houston. I watched the Nationals win the World Series. Like, oh, wow. I was yeah. there. And same thing. All the Astros fans left, and I walked right there and watched the whole thing. Dude, it's the best. It's it crazy. almost feels even cooler because you're like, all right, dude, whatever. And there were a couple of Tampa fans who stuck around. Because even if it was a team I hated that won, I absolutely would have stayed. Because yeah. the, the thing is, the Stanley Cup itself is famous. It's been a thing for over 100 years. Yeah. Like You can picture the big silver trophy. Yeah. Like Just to see it is an honor. So I got to see everybody lift the cup. And then I shed a couple of gangster tears because all of the players' parents and families came out. And I was just like, no, dude. 
because it's just so like raw, dude. There's nothing really like that in comedy. You don't you don't really like win. Like just yeah. for, just for laughs was close, but then it's like you get there and you Andrew, you probably know, like you're kind of sizing people up and you're going, "Do I hate you? Do you hate me? What is yeah. what is this? What's going on?" And it's just always stressful. But like with that, it's like you've won. There's no arguing. You are the champion. You're on the top. There's no better feeling in the sport. Exactly. Like that is it. Not many people feel it. You're forgetting about the World Series of Comedy. Oh, of course. How could we forget so, about the world? The world. Yeah. Have you, dude, I've been thinking about it. We should just do the World Series of Comedy and just win. I, I keep talking to Nick about this. There's some Atlanta people that have done it and have gotten really far. Shout out Wellington. I believe he made it. Oh, did he? I didn't even know he was doing it. He, yes. he should definitely win. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, anyways, back to the... But back. yeah, for those of you listening, it's called the World Series of Comedy, but the like touring headliners are not entering into it. Yeah, it's why your email is so flooded with everything. I mean, do you think they sent us enough emails? I mean, just just five a day reminding us, <laughs> that, join us. to go to some Applebee's in St. Louis and try out. Yeah, but anyways, dude. Yeah, so the game itself was crazy. Tampa went up first, so it was one zero. That was the other thing. Had it been game seven, like we probably would have been jaded and been like, "Well, whatever. We're gonna see the cup. Who cares who wins?" So like, even though it wasn't our team, we're rooting against the the home team. I was I was I was trash talking big time. There were people getting mad. <laughs> it was great. What, what did you wear? Did you wear any team allegiance? Yeah. So the Avalanche used to be the Quebec Nordiques. They were a team. Uh, well, huh. Quebec is a city. Uh, <laughs> Quebec Nordiques, which means Northerners in, in Quebecois, and so they got uh, traded to Colorado. They just became a team there. And when my dad played in just like his like whatever like Atlanta hockey league in like the eighties, they were called the Nordiques, and hmm. so they wore those jerseys. So that it did kind of make their beast. Yeah. I'm just like scrambling for like, meaning. How can to I watch. find it? How can I find a connection to this game? It, exactly. Yeah. But, uh, and they dented the Stanley Cup, and I have a dent in my chest, so it was way cooler. But, uh, <laughs> anyways, I had the Nordiques jersey on, which was hilarious because this proves how little Tampa fans know about hockey or anything. People are like, hey, that's a cool, that's a cool jersey, man. I'm like, I'm wearing this in rebellion of you. But yes, <laughs> sure, whatever you say. And we had Colorado fans right next to us. It was amazing. There was a guy who yelled that they were going to jump us in the parking lot. Yeah. That was hilarious. I was just like, okay, dude. And Tampa, by the way, has won two back-to-back Stanley Cups. Right. And made it all the way to the finals. I'm like, what are you even mad about? You'll be back next year. Yeah. You will absolutely be back next year. You have nothing to be mad about. And uh, I don't know, just like with hockey, too, because it's definitely the least popular of like the four major sports. Mm -hmm. Maybe even I would say soccer is probably more popular now. But like that made the victory even cooler, kind of, because hockey was always like our thing, kind of, and we were like, yes, this is for us. So I just blew up my Instagram, just being like, I know there's there's some other stuff going on that requires attention in the world right now, but this is this is my moment, and I'm sharing this, and I don't care. I loved it, and just seeing it on TV, and then just looking at my phone, and you're the reverse angle down Absolutely. there. Absolutely, it was so cool. Yeah. Absolutely, dude. Uh, Nazem Kadri, uh, first uh, Arab to ever win the Stanley Cup. I was very uh, very fired up about that. I sent it to my friend Khaled immediately. I was like, look, Khaled, yeah, look, representation can, matters. You can win the Stanley <laughs> Cup too. It's possible. Khaled. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, man. I have a dumb hockey question. Sure. What's the deal with the throwing like the stuff on the on the like the, the yard sale? The, the fish and the squid. Oh, oh it on yeah. the ice. Where I does love that, that come I'm from. I love that I'm like any person who knows about hockey would be so disappointed that I'm just like the arbiter of hockey knowledge, but I'm <laughs> I'll answer that. So in Nashville they throw the catfish out on the ice. Oh, it's different by team? 
Yeah, they throw the catfish out on the ice in Nashville. Real catfish? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which catfish. means somebody sneaks one in and like weird somebody pink does. wet paper yeah, under their under their clothes. <laughs> a Wait, bunch of them? Like yeah. a hat trick? Like a bunch? That Every game? They all fly on? Yeah. So the first the first Preds game I ever went to after the thrash, the Thrashers left, my dad and I we were like well, it was either we were going to be Maple Leafs fans or Predators fans because the Preds were the closest, and my dad's from Toronto. So we were like, well, we can't. First of all, we can't afford to go to Toronto games. It's like a thousand dollars to get like nosebleed seats. And that was the other thing because it was in Tampa, we could actually afford to go to this because p- even still, they're the Cup champions, and people are like, yeah, whatever, Tom yeah. Brady. They're not Tom Brady. We don't care. <laughs> but um, we first game we ever go to in Nashville. Uh, I remember they were playing the Minnesota Wild. They won, uh, and just I was at that game in 2011. No, not 2011. Okay. But I was at a game you were at, and it was against the Wild. No way. Yeah, but I don't. That was probably like 2019 or something. Never mind. Okay. Well, anyways, wasn't that a good game too? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I remember it so clearly. So we, uh, a catfish just gets thrown on the ice, and I just hear this really far away, yeah, like that. And I was like, this is fun. I like this. Rednecks in hockey. It reminded me of playing roller hockey in Woodstock. Because you'd look up in the in the stands and there's just everybody's angry redneck parents. Yeah, like they're just throwing like dead possums on the dude. It wasn't <laughs> that bad. Rink. It wasn't that Armadillo. bad. They're just like yeah, for roller hockey. It's just it's not. Well, in side note too, it's by dry, the way, dry animals, squirrels. Yeah, like Woodstock, super fancy now. Like with all the the yeah. apartments and all the everything. But when I was growing up there, it was just king of the hill. It was Arlen, Texas. Like it was just like construction sites and just nothing. So it was it was a lot more, you know, I feel like now it would just be like ice hockey parents and they're like under under armor, you know, whatever, but there were there were some there were some good old boys that what, would be What are the other ones? You got catfish in Nashville. What are, uh, then you have octopus in the Red Wings because what would you imagine that the Detroit Red Wings uh, mascot would be but a purple octopus? <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, because the wheel out. the wheel has eight spokes and something about do octopus live in lakes? I don't think so. But How did, security must just not care. No, not at all. Okay, and I mean they know. Like, <laughs> what else are you going to do with an octopus? Hey, what are you doing with that? How do you think the guy chooses his moment? Is it during the game or before the game? It's during the game. So at some point, the guy's like looks at his friend and nods and is like, "I'm going to do it." Yeah, usually <laughs> and then he like unwraps his octopus and is like, "Hey, can everybody move out of the way? I got to lug this thing over if, the glass." If the team's losing pretty bad, they'll do it to kind of rally everybody and get everybody fired up. Or if the team is like just scored and like to go ahead or something, they'll do it as like a little slap in the face to the other team. Like, yeah, we're going to waste your time with this. Yeah. Kill their momentum. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a streaker. Did they get kicked out of the game for yeah. throwing it? Yeah. You just got to, it's just what you got to do. Yeah. But I love it, dude. I love the shenanigans. That's at, great. At, at sports, yeah, I always, I that's my favorite thing. It's like a Wrigley. You hit a other team, it's a home run, and they throw it back. That, te- that you throw it back. He always gets kicked out. Yeah. yeah. It's part of did it. you get kicked out? Mm-hmm. If you did it anywhere, did they kick you out? I don't know. That's lame. You guys yeah. remember the movie Rookie of the Year? Oh, yeah. yeah. I always think about that movie. He throws it all the way back to the catcher? What an unprobable! I mean, I, I sports movies, man, especially ones with kids. Like to me, The Sandlot is maybe the best of the any kids movie ever. Uh huh. That's my favorite. I rewatched it with one of my friends like a couple months ago, and he's like, "Why are we watching this?" I was like, "Because it's the best movie mm-hmm. that you've ever seen." Yeah. Because when you're young, you relate with the kids, and then when you're older, you relate with the narrator. And like, <laughs> uh, I feel like they do. Kids screaming is funny. Like, think about if you've ever been scared. <laughs> You didn't stare at the thing that was scaring you and be like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Squints is also the star of that movie. I don't care what anybody says. It's not Benny. It's not Scotty. Mm. 
Michael Michael Squint's Paladoris has the best lines of that whole movie. Is the kissing scene problematic now? I mean, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> it's pretty much just like sexual assault. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the fact that they grew up... Here's what it is. The kissing scene, no. But the fact that they grew up and had nine kids together, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? The fact that Wendy Peppercorn you still... got gaslit for life and you know, have a family. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I feel like Squint's being like, whatever, 11 or something and like doing that. It's, you know, that that's something that would have been dealt with in the community and then just be over. Right, right. But then to find out like later, hey, you know that lifeguard that was like 18? Yeah, she's with that guy now. People, oh. people would be like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I watched that um, with a lady a couple years ago. She wanted to watch it. I was like, that's cool. That's Very cool. Vibe. That's a good sign. She quoted, like the first couple minutes knew like every quote. That's yeah. cool for a while. It was cool for five minutes, and yeah. then it kept going. And Oof. I was like, I will never see you again. And I did it. Did she spit when all the kids spit when they're introducing themselves? <laughs> no, she didn't. And she didn't lean in when the you know, during the lifeguard scene. Oh, man. Yeah. I Dude, there's some that I could remember. She, she what if she tried to kiss you right in the moment that they're doing it? Exactly, yeah. So there's, she, she kept barking when the dog would bark. It was really obnoxious. Dude, it's a dream yeah. of mine to like be a narrator in a movie like that. Like I used to practice it because I was one of the first kids to have like a deep voice. So I would just like do that all the time. Like what was it like uh, he had kissed a woman. <laughs> he kissed her long and good. <laughs> so what, we all got banned from the pool forever that day. But whenever he'd walk by, Wendy Peppercorn would look down and smile. Wow, this is real good. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to do something with that because that's too good to not We got to do like a modern Sandlot something. I don't know. Yeah, we need Khaled to star in something that you're doing that voice for. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll narrate Khaled's life. Yeah. He had, uh, he had drank a PBR. He drank it long and good. <laughs> <laughs> he got banned from Star Bar forever that day. <laughs> But when he walked past, Rodney would look down and smile. <laughs> what did, I can't remember what his other good quotes from that are, but... Yeah, I great. forgot. It's funny. I, I wouldn't even remember what the voice is until you did it. Exactly. I was like, I oh, no yeah, idea. that's yeah. the exact voice. Um, I'm assuming Mighty Ducks was the best thing. That was your child, childhood, right? Yeah, kind of. But the problem with that movie is it just couldn't have been more like off from how hockey even works. Like uh, everything's horribly edited, and like, are you saying the knuckle puck isn't real? <laughs> no, because <laughs> of course, when you're kids, everyone tries to do it, but then you do it in a game, and they immediately pick your stick up and take it away. And, and also, <laughs> it would be inaccurate and slow. And uh, but the one part that really got me, that always irritated me about the movie, even then, I was like, this wouldn't really happen. Uh, is uh, Keenan Thompson and like his friends are from, I guess, what like Disney's version of like South Central is, you know? <laughs> and he goes, Why don't you come to my neighborhood and I'll show you how to play some schoolyard puck? And I'm yeah. like, Really? Is that what they're doing? Mm. And first of all, they wouldn't be playing schoolyard puck. And then second of all, when they get there, they all have like colorful helmets and the wrist guards on. Nobody ever wears those. <laughs> That's how you get beat up. You wear gloves. You wear gloves when you play hockey. Or if you're playing street hockey, probably not even at all. But they had those crappy little whatever. And they're all using brakes on their skates. And everything about it is <laughs> insufferable. The The more realistic one, honestly, was the the uh, third one. Where they're playing at the like school and the mascot's racist and everybody's like mean. That's what hockey really is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
that's more of what it is. What is the mascot? I- it's uh, well, in the movie, it's like the Warriors, you know, or something like that. Native Americans only. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's yeah, like yeah. a vaguely Chicago Blackhawks looking thing. Sure. But uh, there's another line in that movie that irritated me, where they uh, Charlie, the the Dawson's Creek guy, and some girl from the school. She's like the little woke girl, and he's like the jock guy. But then they get along because he's like, well, what kind of music do you like? Or she asks him and he goes, oh, Pantera. And she's like, oh, Pantera is my favorite band, too. And I'm like, no, it's not. Have you looked up Pantera? Their lead singer is extremely is a literal white supremacist. I'm like, you guys did not do any research on this at all. <laughs> literally at all. All their songs are about beating people up for no reason. And don't that, Disney, you missed the mark. Yeah. Huge failure of a trilogy. Huge failure. They brought it back. I haven't and bothered to watch it. Did something happen with Emilio Estevez too? Is he in trouble? <laughs> I, I think <laughs> I think he's fine. Oh, he's he's just not really getting cast and stuff. I mean, even if he got in trouble, like, well, Charlie Sheen somehow figured out a way to like make anything that would get a normal person canceled make him stronger. Yeah, that's the tiger blood, I guess. I don't know. So I feel like by comparison, anything Emilio Estevez does is like nothing. If your brother's Charlie Sheen, you know what I mean? I forget that they're brothers. Yeah, and Martin Sheen's Emilio Espez's dad. Whoa. They look exactly the same. I mean, that makes sense to think it, think it. They all look like they're related. That's the only thing I saw recently. Martin Sheen was like, I regret changing my name. Yeah. He said that last week, and it was a big article. Huh. Yeah. Charlie. Interesting. Carlos Estevez. That's Charlie Sheen's That's real it. name. Interesting. Also, Chuck Norris. Carlos. Carlos really? Norris. No while. No way. Yeah. I want to rewatch Young Guns and Mighty Ducks now. I just want to get all the Emilio Estevez movies. What else? Other than those, I don't know anything. That's kind of it. It's kind of two like franchises. Yeah. Huh. Um, tell us about the album, Will. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, oh boy, has this been all over the place? So the album. Uh, I called it All Things Sacred uh, because I joke about Catholicism a lot on it. There's there's so many cuss words on the album. I'll preface it by saying Aaron that. is going to do a special version of it <laughs> for our he listeners. It for yes. You. So, okay, he's committed to that. Uh, but I called it that because uh, I had a joke in the album about how Catholic school names sound like something your mom would yell if she stubbed her toe. Very good bit. They're like, where did you go to school? And you're like, oh, me, I went to for the love of all things sacred. And you're like, oh, I went to Mary, mother of God. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I took the name off of that. But then also a lot of the stuff I talk about in the album, it's like a stupid thing trying to be deep. But it's like uh, people, it, there's things in it that people hold sacred, like, right talk a little bit about politics but nothing like crazy and then just like you know friends family beyonce just things that people hold sacred uh to themselves definitely beyonce Mm -hmm. and a lot of a lot of catholicism talk too because boy boy does that make an imprint on you whether you want it to or not yeah and uh it was it was exciting i did it at the laughing skull and um a lot of people came out we did two shows and kind of cut it together it ended up being like a lot shorter too. So like if you know, if you come see me, if you watch the special and you come see me, most of it is going to be like new material. I think I did like an hour 10 and the special is like 45 minutes. Oh great. Yeah. So, I mean a lot of it was like me being like, "Oh, I can't do that." And sometimes some of the stuff bombed. Like on the second show, I was just throwing stuff out there just mm. to be like, "We kind of got it the first time, so whatever." And like, have you have you taped like a thing like that you yourself got to edit? Not that I edited. Okay, because uh, don't be afraid to do this because I did it and I had a lot of fun. I got a line wrong on the second show and uh-huh. I forgot to do it on the first show. And I looked at the crowd and I was like, "We're gonna do that again." Yeah. 
And the, they like got quiet and I was like, no, 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 this is like, it's fine. This is like an important thing. And it's just, we have to do this. So hold on. And then they'll laugh because it's just funny that you're repeating yourself. And you're bringing them into the process. So they want to be helpful at that point too. Yeah. Right? And I mean, you've seen my standup, like I can't help, but just do that. Like I always feel like there's going to be some comedian criticizing me at all times. So in my head, while I'm telling the jokes that I wrote, I'm also trying to like outsmart this invisible criticism person. For uh -huh. sure. Yep. And sometimes it's good, <laughs> sometimes it's bad, uh, but I, I can't help but do it. Like, I, I did it at Star Bar last night. I forget what I said, but... That's the name of your next album is Invisible Criticism Person. <laughs> Invisible Criticism? No, the name of my, my next album, I've already thought of it, is going to be called Chores and Spankings because <laughs> Andrew knows when you're not famous yet, your whole life is just opening for these comedians whose whole material just boils down to just how many chores and spankings they had when they were a kid and why that <laughs> makes them superior to you. <laughs> and it's so annoying because it, no matter who it is, it doesn't matter. That's what all of them are joking about. Back in my day. And exactly. And it's why it's why uh, it's time to move on from chores and spanking. I mean, I'm going to for sure become that person with how angry I am now. Yeah. yeah. But, but when I'm in the rebellious phase, I'm trying to take down the chores and spankings, people. <laughs> but Catholicism, uh, then spankings. Yeah, I mean, I got those too as a kid, but I just, I just don't understand I, how it just makes a whole generation struggle irrelevant. Timeouts and internships. Timeouts and internships, exactly. <laughs> Timeout. Yeah, and but anyway, to go to go back to the album though, it uh, it was awesome. I got to tour a little bit in preparation of it, which was great. I just hit up all these people. I didn't really do any like clubs because again, like you you probably know, like um, once you do new faces, like. Yeah, in the comedy world, like people, you're kind of accepted now. It's like, all right, you've you've done your first little lap around the block. Yep. But like nobody knows. No one's gonna come see you because of it, really. You yeah. know. So I would just hit up all these independent show producers in just like the Midwest, uh, just these random places. And I specifically remember, like, I went out to San Francisco to do um, my more like, and it's not even, but what would be considered more like edgy whatever material mm -hmm. that like the the left would be like against i made <laughs> i made sure to go do those jokes in uh california and then i would try to go to like extremely like right-wing places to do all my little you know rebellious i hate you dad whatever type material it's the most will fosky thing i've ever heard yeah well i learned it from i heard Roy Wood jr on a podcast say that that's what he does yeah and he tested uh, it in the toughest place yeah, and it was just it was a lot of fun, and God, I remember going to to San Francisco, and they like thought I was a Republican, which is hilarious, mm -hmm. and I'm like, absolutely not even close. But so, that, what's the thought process? If you can get the toughest, the people that would not necessarily like the topic on board, and exactly, you get okay. exactly, if you can make people that don't agree with you still laugh. Yeah, then okay. that's a really good bit. Yeah, without without pandering or without over explaining it either, I'm just going to present the bit as is and just sort of see how it does. And sometimes it straight up wouldn't, but right. like ultimately, I I hope that I can have people on both sides who uh, <laughs> who enjoy my comedy. Uh, I'm not trying to like antagonize anybody, but also at the same time, I'm not going to change my opinions based on what I think an audience is. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, it's always, and I don't know, it, it's always fun when people get upset. Like, I remember being in San Francisco 
being on stage, being like, what do you, what gets you arrested here? I just want to know. Like, <laughs> I, would it take? I did the jail on the weekend joke and all that. And I'm like, what is that even like? It just doesn't make sense. But they, they had a good sense of humor about it. I was like, so you guys, right? You guys are like the most like left wing place of all time. But your city is literally an example of when capitalism goes wrong. Everybody <laughs> here is either homeless or a millionaire. Yeah. But you're, you know, you're on Twitter being like, we, we're communist. And it's like, no, you're, no, you're not. <laughs> Look around. Dude, it's, it's crazy. But th- that whole process was so fun. I got to like, I basically went to any city where I had cousins. Big benefit of growing up Catholic is you have <laughs> an infinite supply of cousins. Yeah, and Mormon. Oh, yeah. Oh, Once yeah. for Mormons. And uh, wait, were you Mormon? But, but, but they're all in, oh, okay. they all live in the same places, though. You can, they don't they don't That's spread true. out across the country. Try. Yep, I'm doing anywhere I'm in Utah. Doing, you want to go? I'm yeah. doing Salt Lake City. Catch me on Carl Malone Boulevard, which is a real street they have. <laughs> Checks out. And uh, but yeah, and then I took Khaled on the road for when we did the uh, when we did the Midwest section, which was so fun. We sk- we stayed in the scariest hotels. Because that was all we could really like afford, you know. I was like, "No, Khaled, we're on the road. Like, why do we need to be crashing with people? We can yeah. ball out a little bit." And so we stayed at the Bluegrass Inn in uh, Kentucky, which I mean, it was so bad. It said no smoke. We were like, "We're gonna smoke weed in here." I think. I think we're gonna absolutely I just think that that sign might be sarcastic. Yeah, it it, it felt like a little sleepover because we were. Uh, we were all just literally sitting, me and Khaled in the two twin beds next to each other, like, dude, I'm kind of scared. Yeah. It's funny when it's like, let's uh, let's actually share a room, not to save money, but just for safety. Just for safety. Yeah. And because, you know, comedians are just all grown children anyway, and we enjoy the company. It is, yeah, it is more fun. That's why I love going to stay at the condos. We stayed at the condo together one time. We sure did, dude. Good times. That was the best time. Yeah. Shout out, uh, well, anyways. Love that context for our audience, just the condo. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. In Zanies, shout out Lucy. Always been cool. Appreciate you. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time. Yep. I can't wait to go back to Nashville. I can't wait to do chores and spankings at Zanies. That is that way. <laughs> can't wait. Uh, where can people follow you online? So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing the TikToks. We're gonna do that. But uh, Instagram, TikTok, it's both just at WT Fosky. Uh, like what the anyway. Um, and then I have a podcast that I have a couple episodes out now, and I'm gonna get back to doing it. It's called It Doesn't Always Have to Be Jokes with will fosky because just if you're ever this is something you could do if you're ever in a circle of friends and someone says something and it bombs you just put your hand on their shoulder and go hey man it, it doesn't always have to be jokes <laughs> it kills every time of course yeah it kills every time yeah. and it makes them a little mad at you yeah. but it's so worth it definitely, love it definitely hurts my feelings when he does it to me but no it well is funny yeah you're not you don't the, i i forget who gets it the most jay jay badlani <laughs> jay badlani gets it the most out of everybody or chris is lame but uh shout out both of them very funny anyways my special all things sacred it'll be dropping on youtube july 8th Please check it out and like like it and leave a comment too, please, because we're all slaves to the algorithm and comment. And if you hate it, just you know, just say nothing. Please don't. Please don't be. Leave a, a nice comment anyway. Yeah, leave a nice comment anyway. Good, be like, good try. He's yeah. tall. So yeah, just comment a positive physical thing. Yeah, just say he's tall. Hey, can't see the it's dent. Like, the, audio, the, the audio is so clear. The audio is so clear. <laughs> yeah, who filmed this? Wow. Yeah. Hot audience, guys. This is great. Oh, final question. Sorry. <laughs> guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, in a little. Guys, can I get out of here? I was just trying. I knew we had to kind of ramp it down. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I was. Yeah. Uh, final question. We asked this to everybody. What's your email sign off? What do you put right before your name at the end of an email? And like, best, thank you. Oh, man. Like, uh, yours is angry. 
no, it's vindictive. <laughs> it's not angry. I okay. So this is true. I should probably learn to stop doing this. But like, I email people exactly the way I would just say something to them. Like, I'd be like, I really don't think it's the best idea if we do that. Send. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. It's no what, softening language on either side. I. Man. It depends. I mean, eh, not I, really. I need some more of that in my life. Because like it makes me nervous just hearing about it. I've just accepted that I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be branded as just difficult at some. Just it's just what's going to happen, and I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Lean I, into it. I like but it. But usually, usually it's thanks, no punctuation, and then a dash in my name. All right, all right. There you go. Thanks, 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 thanks. for being here. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> <laughs>